You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. If I had to summarize all I've just read, the character, the kind of people that infiltrated the church here, I would simply say this. They are religious people who, if they do know God, they are not submitted to Him. He's mainly talking about people who have no relationship with Christ, even though they may confess Christ. They have no real relationship with God, even though they may attend church services regularly. And He's warning us about those kind of people. In the church, there's a definite distinction between true believers and those who claim to be but aren't submitted to God. Some are living lives that are pleasing to the Lord, walking in truth and obedience, and many aren't living this way. Pastor Danny will point out today that Satan is using these people, those who are masquerading as religious, to lead others astray. Pastor Danny will encourage you to pay careful attention to the Word of God so you don't drift away from him following false apostles. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Jude with today's edition of The Living Word. Whether you're an outright rebel or a religious person that doesn't know God, he's got you. The person, the people he's looking to devour are believers. And that's why he infiltrates the church. That's the message of Jude. Verse 11 Woe to them, judgment. They've taken the way of Cain. What way is that? Genesis chapter 4, verse 4. Abel brought fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering, but on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. And then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what is right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you. Here's the difference between Cain and his brother Abel. Both of them have clearly revealed truth from God. Both of them the same truth revealed. One received it. One walked in it, and the other didn't. That's the difference between Cain and Abel. They've taken the way of Cain. They've rushed for profit into Balaam's error. One of my favorite stories to teach, you find it in Numbers chapter 22. You can't help but chuckle when you go through the story every time. I can't help but chuckle every time I teach it, because Balaam has a conversation with his donkey. God opens the donkey's mouth. He speaks like a human being, and they have this conversation back and forth. Who was Balaam? Well, wilderness wandering, uh, children of Israel defeating mighty armies, powerful nations, because the Lord is fighting for them. The Moabites hear about uh, these Israelites and the God that they serve and how powerful he is, so they make a move, a strategic move. Balak, the king of Moab, sends some of his men to hire a man named Balaam. He's a sorcerer. And they want him to put a curse on Israel. They show up. They bring the fee for divination. 
But the God of Israel has revealed himself to Balaam. And he says, these men do not go with them. And so Balaam, when they come, says, can't take the money, can't do the job, sorry. They go back to their king, Balak. They say, he said he can't come. What do you mean he can't come? He sends more distinguished princes and basically sends Balaam a blank check. They come and they say, the king says, you fill in the amount, whatever you want, just come do the job. Balaam says, we'll spend the night. I'll see what else the Lord might say. What do you mean what else the Lord might say? The Lord's already spoken very clearly. Do not go with them. And the next morning it says he saddled his donkey and he goes with them. And it says God was very angry when he went. They've rushed for profit into Balaam's error. And the beginning of his error was was going with people that God said don't go with them. They've been destroyed in Korah's rebellion. Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. Numbers chapter 16 rebelled against Moses. They were insubmissive. They were independent. Oh, catch verse 12. These men are blemishes at your love feast. Eating with you without the slightest qualm. Catch this. They come to a communion service. That's what it is. They come to the communion service. But there's no conviction of sin. They can sit through it repeatedly. They can sit through the church services. You know, they're not moved by the Lord. Shepherds who feed only themselves. That's all they're thinking about. They're clouds without rain. They look good, but there's no substance. Blown along by the wind, autumn trees without root, uprooted, twice dead. Couldn't help but go to Revelation, the end of Revelation, the great white throne judgment. And all those whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life will be judged and thrown into what's called the lake of fire. It's serious, lake of fire. And the lake of fire is the second death, twice dead. They're wild waves of the sea, foaming up their shame. Wandering stars. Stars were depended on, especially in this day, for navigation. And you wanted a star that was fixed. A wandering star would take you the wrong direction. Wandering stars. For whom blackest darkness has been reserved forever. Enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men. See, the Lord is coming with thousands upon thousands of his holy ones to judge everyone and to convict all the ungodly of all the ungodly acts they've done in the ungodly way and of all the harsh words ungodly sinners have spoken against him. That's a mouthful there, man. These men are grumblers. That's amazing because that's one of the things that 1 Corinthians 10 tells us about those who did not believe. Uh, most of those that were delivered out of Egypt that God was not pleased with, they were grumblers. It means they just complained about life because they never learned to walk by faith. And fault finders, that's interesting because when you read the Gospels, the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, and the Sadducees, that's what they were like. They were always trying to find a way to accuse Jesus and his disciples. They were fault finders. They follow their own evil desires. They boast about themselves, flatter others for their own advantage. Now, if I had to summarize all I've just read, the character, the kind of people that infiltrated the church here, I would simply say this. They are religious people who, if they do know God, they are not submitted to him. 
He's mainly talking about people who have no relationship with Christ, even though they may confess Christ. They have no real relationship with God, even though they may attend church services regularly. And he's warning us about those kind of people. He's warning us. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And let me just say the verses I'm going to read. It's in the context of the communion table. Verse 18, in the first place I hear that when you come together as a church, there are divisions among you. And to some extent, I believe it. And this is the fascinating thing he says. Uh, No doubt there have to be differences among you to show which of you have God's approval in the church. There's some that are pleasing to the Lord. There's some that are walking in truth. And then there are those that are not. And the devil wants to use them to lead us astray. Hebrews says, we must pay more careful attention, therefore, to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. I began playing in a band when I was 12 years old. I was the drummer. Our first gigs were birthday parties. There was a song that was very popular then that we learned, and we played pretty much every place we played because people just wanted to hear it, and they wanted to hear it again and again and again. I loved it when people would stare at my drums as I'm playing Wipeout. I was meeting a lot of new friends. I was in a Christian school at the time. I was in sixth grade. uh, And then seventh grade was the beginning of middle school where I grew up. I'd see these new friends downtown or at Roost Drive-In where I began to hang out. And they'd say, man, you're that drummer. I love hearing you play Wipeout. Hey, and sometimes they say, hey, could you do something for me now? And they're on a countertop or something. And I just tear that countertop up. (laughs) One of those birthday parties, an older friend of one of my new friends took us on a drive. We didn't have driver's licenses. We weren't old enough, but took us on a drive to small service station. We pulled in. I thought we were there to get gas. But an attendant came up at the driver's side. Some words were exchanged. He went away. He came back. He quickly dropped in a bottle of liquid that I did not recognize. Cash was exchanged. Next thing I know, we're off. The bottle began to be passed around along with a chaser. I was very thankful for the chaser. Because for the first time in my young life, I was drinking 80 proof vodka. The book of Jude reminds its readers of a common problem of the early church, false teachers. These are people who would come into the church and spread lies or try to add to the gospel message. They didn't follow the simple truth of giving your life to Jesus. They tried to make Christianity their own kind of religion. Does this sound familiar? Sadly, false teachers are still a problem in today's world. People pick and choose which parts of the Bible they like and disregard the rest, creating their own version of following God. Jude's encouragement rings true for all believers now. Fight for the truth. As you follow Jesus, don't be afraid to stand for what's right and turn away from what's wrong. Learn what the Bible says, all of the Bible, and don't let anyone try to steer you away from it. We hope today's message on the Living Word has been encouraging to you. 
We'd like to let you know that we're praying for you as you stand for truth. Is there a specific request we could be lifting up to the Lord? If so, please send us an email at info at ccfstpete.church. That's info at ccfstpete.church. If you'd like to listen to more teachings from Pastor Danny, you can do so at our website, ccfstpete.church. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for tuning in to The Living Word.